Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be sitting with Chapter 6 of Book 1, From the Dark Night of the Soul, by St. John of the Cross. Find a comfortable seat, take a deep breath, and make your heart ready to receive these words. With respect to the fourth sin, which is spiritual gluttony, there is much to be said. For there is scarce one of these beginners who, however satisfactory in his progress, falls not into some of the many imperfections which come to these beginners with respect to this sin, on account of the sweetness which they find at first in spiritual exercises. For many of these, lured by the sweetness and pleasure which they find in such exercises, strive more after spiritual sweetness than after spiritual purity and discretion, which is that which God regards and accepts throughout the spiritual journey. Therefore, besides the imperfections into which the seeking for sweetness of this kind makes them fall, the gluttony which they now have makes them continually go to extremes so that they pass beyond the limits of moderation within which the virtues are acquired and wherein they have their being. For some of these persons, attracted by the pleasure which they find therein, kill themselves with penances, and others weaken themselves with fasts by performing more than their frailty can bear without the order or advice of any, but rather endeavoring to avoid those whom they should obey in these matters. Some, indeed, dare to do these things even though the contrary has been commanded them. These persons are the most imperfect and unreasonable, for they set bodily penance before subjection and obedience, which is penance according to reason and discretion, and therefore a sacrifice more acceptable and more pleasing to God than any other. But such one-sided penance is no more than the penance of beasts, to which they are attracted exactly like beasts, by the desire and pleasure which they find therein. Inasmuch as all extremes are vicious, and as in behaving thus, such persons are working their own will, they grow in vice rather than virtue. For, to say the least, they are acquiring spiritual gluttony and pride in this way, through not walking in obedience. And many of these the devil assails, stirring up this gluttony in them through the pleasures and desires which he increases within them to such an extent that since they can no longer help themselves, they either change or vary or add to that which is commanded them, as any obedience in this respect is so bitter to them. To such an evil pass have some persons come that simply because it is through obedience that they engage in these exercises, they lose the desire and devotion to perform them, their only desire and pleasure being to do what they themselves are inclined to do, so that it would probably be more profitable for them not to engage in these exercises at all. You will find 
that many of these persons are very insistent with their spiritual masters to be granted that which they desire, extracting it from them almost by force. If they be refused it, they become as peevish as children and go about in great displeasure, thinking that they are not serving God when they are not allowed to do that which they would. For they go about clinging to their own will and pleasure, which they treat as though it came from God. And immediately their directors take it from them and try to subject them to the will of God. And they become peevish, grow fainthearted, and fall away. These persons think that their own satisfaction and pleasure are the satisfaction and service of God. There are others, again, who, because of this gluttony, know so little of their own unworthiness and misery and have to thrust so far from them the loving fear and reverence which they owe to the greatness of God that they hesitate not to insist continually that their confessors shall allow them to communicate often. And what is worse they frequently dare to communicate without the leave and consent of the minister and steward of Christ, merely acting on their own opinion and contriving to conceal the truth from him. And for this reason, because they desire to communicate continually, they make their confessions carelessly, being more eager to eat than to eat cleanly and perfectly, although it would be healthier and holier for them had they the contrary inclination and begged their confessors not to command them to approach the altar so frequently. Between these two extremes, however, the better way is that of humble resignation. But the boldness referred to is a thing that does great harm, and men may fear to be punished for such temerity. These persons in communicating strive with every nerve to obtain some kind of sensible sweetness and pleasure instead of humbly doing reverence and giving praise within themselves to God. And in such wise, they do devote themselves to this, that when they have received no pleasure or sweetness in the senses, they think that they have accomplished nothing at all. This is to judge God very unworthily. They have not realized that the least of the benefits which they have come from, this most holy sacrament, is that which concerns the senses. And that the invisible part of the grace that it bestows is much greater. For, in order that they may look at it with the eyes of faith, God oftentimes withholds from them these other consolations and sweetnesses of sense. And thus, they desire to feel and taste God as though he were comprehensible by them and accessible to them, not only in this, but likewise in other spiritual practices. All this is very great imperfection and completely opposed to the nature of God, since it is impurity in faith. These persons have the same defect as regards the practice of prayer. 
for they think that all the business of prayer consists in experiencing sensible pleasure and devotion. And they strive to obtain this by great effort, wearying and fatiguing their faculties and their heads. And when they have not found this pleasure, they become greatly discouraged, thinking that they have accomplished nothing. Through these efforts, they lose true devotion and spirituality, which consist in perseverance, together with patience and humility, and mistrust of themselves, that it may please God alone. For this reason, when they have once failed to find pleasure in this or some other exercise, they have great disinclination and repugnance to return to it, and at times they abandon it. They are, in fact, as we have said, like children who are not influenced by reason and who act not from rational motives, but from inclination. Such persons expend all their effort in seeking spiritual pleasure and consolation. They never tire, therefore, of reading books. And they begin now one meditation, now another, in their pursuit of this pleasure which they desire to experience in the things of God. But God, very justly, wisely, and lovingly, denies it to them. For otherwise, this spiritual gluttony and inordinate appetite would breed innumerable evils. It is, therefore, very fitting that they should enter into the dark night, whereof we shall speak, that they may be purged from this childishness. These persons who are thus inclined to such pleasures have another very great imperfection, which is that they are very weak and remiss in journeying upon the hard road of the cross. For the soul that is given to sweetness naturally has its face set against all self-denial, which is devoid of sweetness. These persons have many other imperfections which arise hence, of which in time the Lord heals them by means of temptations, aridities, and other trials, all of which are part of the dark night. All these I will not treat further here, lest I become too lengthy. I will only say that spiritual temperance and sobriety lead to another and very different temper, which is that of mortification, fear, and submission in all things. It thus becomes clear that the perfection and worth of things consist not in the multitude and pleasantness of one's actions, but in being able to deny oneself in them. This such persons must endeavor to compass, in so far as they may say, until God is pleased to purify them indeed, by bringing them into the dark night, to arrive at which I am hastening on with my account of these imperfections. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.